Hello, hello, and welcome to the Gardner Carney Leadership Institute podcast. The GCLI has developed the pedagogy of leadership, which combines brain science, leadership studies, cultural competency, and developmental psychology. Its mission is to teach teachers to teach leadership to students. This is your go-to podcast for discussions, tips, and stories for leadership and leadership education. And I am your host, Catherine Birdie, but please call me Birdie. Our world is in dire need of people just like you, people who are committed to building communities of leaders, young and old. So let's get busy leading the next generation of leaders, and thank you for joining us. Hello, GCLI listeners. Welcome to the Gardner Carney Leadership Institute podcast. Today we have a bonus episode for you. If you will, go back and listen to the episode about log off movement, where Lemma Emke shares her story and mission of log off movement. Today, we are going to talk about how students, parents, educators can help students with a project-based leadership challenge or initiative that will give them many of the skills that they need to um, create something like log off or better yet, something they are personally passionate about. So today with me, I have Emma Lemke from Log Off Movement, former student and a freshman at WashU, joining me to discuss how we developed her project, which is now a global movement called Log Off Movement. Hey, hey, Emma, how are you? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me again. I'm so glad you're here. Um, Today, I want to just kind of talk about the six P's that... um, that I think are important to consider when developing a project. This is not a step-by-step uh, way of doing things necessarily, um, although it could be. But uh, in the Myrie Center, we start with passion, uh, mm-hmm. what you are passionate about, what someone cares about. And this could be an interest, um, a talent, or like you, a problem. Um, let's chat about passion for a second and how it worked with your project. Mm-hmm. I think... You know, for me, I struggled to find my own project um, to pursue for the Myrie Center because for so long I just said, you know, what is something that I can do? Like, what is just something I'm interested in? What is a passion and how can I explore that? But, you know, I think the term passion has really warped into today's society um, and it's lost a lot of its really kind of intensity because for me, a passion is something that is incredibly intense it is just this longing and desire to really take something forward. And it's something that really kind of invigorates you and, and catalyzes you to like, do something. Um, yep. So for me, I was, you know, looking for things that I was interested in, but not that I was passionate about until I found, you know, this huge problem that made me more angry than anything before, you know, social media usage, the lack of connection between members of my generation and person. Um, and very quickly, I was like, wait, this, this is a passion. There's a fire here that I could not find anywhere else. And I think that for a lot of teens, it is so important to go off of what you are truly passionate about. Because, and I know you can attest to this, Miss Birdie, you know, before when I was coming up with a project, it was kind of like, a, hmm, maybe I can do something with like musical theater. Blah, blah, blah. But then when I came up with this idea, I had never been more excited in my life to have a meeting with you. Um, and very quickly, all of my time and energy that I put towards log off in in my project, it didn't feel like work. It made me happy. It made me feel incredibly nourished and refreshed. 
Um, and it kept me going and wanting to do more. I think yep. that a lot of times teens and high schoolers, we have so much work. We have, we just have like calculus and we have, you know, a push that finding something that you're passionate about that doesn't feel like work is the first step to really engage in a project. Exactly. And especially for students who are, you know, looking towards colleges, I think so mm -hmm. often they, you know, they're thinking about the college essay and how to make an essay you know, how to how to mm -hmm. kind of create kind of backwards engineer something that will ultimately become a gateway to college. And I think that when you start with passion, it becomes this authentic and yes. uh, very, very natural thing. Like you said, it's not work. It's something that you're doing for 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 yourself, for the world and for much more altruistic reasons than that college mm -hmm. essay, which which then comes organically mm -hmm. because of that passion. Uh, let's talk, shift to the second P. Um, the first one's passion, the second people. Um, I believe that, um, that people are an integral part of the leadership equation. We need to mm -hmm. know how to engage with one another, respect one another, um, remain curious about one another, and ultimately, um, encourage others to become leaders. And I think mm -hmm. you've done a great job with that through Log Off. But um, how did the people piece work for you in creating Log Off? And how did you plan for it? It was so integral, um, because I think that a lot of times, you know, for me, at least, um, and for a lot of my friends, I want to be independent, like a lot of teens have that mentality of like, I can do it on my own, I can like persevere. And that's great. But the number one thing that I realized when I was creating this passion project is I can't do this on my own. Like, this is a, a huge issue. You know, this is a project I care about. I need to get over my own, you know, I need to get over my own um, pride and expand this and incorporate other people and really and really allow it to live longer than myself. And in order to do that, I need to get people involved. So if one of the first things I did is I worked heavily on outreach. I, you know, I know I talked with you and we had a game plan of okay, I'm going to outreach, we're going to get this started. And then you said to me, instantly get a leadership team going, because then the project can gain different voices. It can give like, it can really provide, um, it can really create this afterlife that a lot of projects don't get if it stays with one person. Um, right. And then from there, you know, I always, you know, every single time in log off, I would network with someone or connect with them. I told myself, show up. If there is a meeting that is offered, go to the meeting. Everything doesn't have to be perfect. Nothing is perfect. Um, so in the beginning, I probably, oh my goodness, I probably jumped on at least 100 calls with people from around the country and around the world, not knowing what we were going to discuss, not knowing what was going to happen, but just for me to gain different perspectives, to connect with other human beings, which is the whole point of log off, um, and to just get gain a new habit of showing up and, and really working on connecting. Um, so those were really huge integral pieces for log off um, that allowed it to expand. And then very quickly, now I, I created the movement. I allowed it to grow. I oversaw it for a while and it's passed on to someone else and it's lived beyond me, which I think is the beauty of any passion project. And it's allowing me now to explore more things in the digital well-being space and now we're incorporating even more people. So it's this rhythm and cycle that continue with every single project. But I think it's it's super important that you begin to incorporate people at the very first stage because 
that's when you'll really gain a, a more well-rounded sense of what you like, of what you want to accomplish. Exactly. Exactly. When you bring up the phasing, um, planning, third P, um, mm-hmm. planning is, it's difficult. It's difficult at any age, but especially for young adults. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I've, I've seen that um, that's probably the largest hurdle. And, you know, I've provided templates. I've, I've let, um, and I often let students stumble a little bit um, and try to um, try to gain a little bit of grit and resiliency in that space, um, recognizing that no plan will will actually that you write on paper will actually turn out in reality. There's some stumbling blocks, though, for educators mm-hmm. that I'd like to talk about for just a second. And that is, um, you know, letting them fall down is a valuable part of uh, leadership education. But on the other hand, um, that's also where a lot of students lose momentum um, Mm -hmm. and get very discouraged when a plan that they've worked hard on does not come together. And I think that's, I try to tell students that that's to be expected. It will happen. That is a certainty that nothing will go as planned, but you still have to plan. So um, talk a little bit about your your planning um, process and um, how that worked for you. Yeah, no, I, I still have the sheet of paper from ninth grade and the meeting when we discussed log off for the first time, because I think it it is so cool for me to look back at. Because um, we just made like a little a little um, Venn diagram and we were going through and saying, what needs to be done? How is this going to work? How will this connect? Um, and it's exactly what you said. You know, I had to create a plan, but as someone who I value so much structure, I had to step back and make it as loose as possible. Um, so, you know, I had the idea for a team leadership council. I had the idea for the blog and the digital well-being challenge and initiative. And all of those things were in the plan. And I had a general timeline for them. But exactly with what you said, the character ed came to, to fruition and that became a much bigger priority. Um, and, and I just had to really step back, see all of my goals, see all of the things that I wanted to accomplish but be okay not staying in a fixed position, but yet pivoting and understanding that things will come along and happen. Um, and I think that what you said, you know, it can be frustrating, especially on an individual basis. I still struggle. It is my 20, 2022 goal is I'm terrible with scheduling meetings and like canceling them and, and, and overbooking myself. Um, and I think that each leader has to find what their kryptonite is. For me, it is scheduling like meetings um, and really work on planning through that and then planning to adapt to changes again. Because I think any leadership opportunity, you have to be okay with trial and error. Um, and you have to be okay with looking at like the errors themselves. Because I remember, again, as a teen, I I don't think I really wanted to say to myself, Emma, you're really, really bad at communication and scheduling meetings. But now I've kind of zoomed out. And now that I've been in this space for a while, I can say, okay, this is one thing that I hadn't planned to fix, but I'm going to fix it in the future. And that's going to be a huge goal of mine to then frame my other loose plan, my other loose framework. Um, so everything really interconnects. And like you said, my um, like motivation can really dwindle. Um, and I think that everything has to go back to that first P, the passion. Um, so for me, whenever I do struggle to see kind of the bright side and whenever my plan goes horribly south or changes in a direction that I never thought imaginable, um, which happened many times with log off and has happened with technically politics, 
I really have to say to myself, why am I doing this? Like, why do I care at all? And for me, it always goes back to if I can just impact one person, that's enough for me. And that keeps me going. And I think that with each passion project, gaining that that core and gaining the nucleus and understanding why you started something, going back to the passion, why are you passionate, really allows you to jump over those those hurdles um, where you lack motivation. Um, and they allowed me to really push forward in times of uncertainty when planning completely failed. That's right. And that's the P, the perseverance mm-hmm. piece. Um, you just mm-hmm. hit it, nailed it. Um, perseverance is the fourth P and you have to go back to that passion piece and expect um, moments that are kind of in a, in the Valley before you climb mm-hmm. back up on that mountaintop. And it, it is, it is certainly not linear. And I think that that is where the perseverance piece plays in. And I, I'm going to add to that the fifth playfulness. I think um, once you kind of get on that road to the mountaintop, you um, you can experience a little bit of playfulness, but you also need to make sure that you are in that playful mindset where perfection is um, is really not uh, part of the equation. Play, play, have mm-hmm. fun with it. Um, anything to say about that and how that worked for you? Yeah, no, I, I think the the biggest thing for me is as someone who I'm I'm very structured. I, I really um, try to take a step back with log off and say to myself, you know, playfulness has to exist. Creativity can come out of playfulness, but I have to be willing to say, okay, I don't have to dedicate five more hours to outreach. Like let's go on Canva and design a new graphic. Um, Or with my, my co-founder of Technically Politics, I designed us a yard sign. When are we going to use a yard sign? But I was like, I was bored. And this allowed me to think through kind of like how we can design other things. Um, and just allowing for that space to exist, I think is so integral to any project really growing and, and evolving um, and just remaining kind of pertinent. Um, because with log off, I really did have to take a step back in, in the times when I needed perseverance and when my plan failed and say to myself, okay, this isn't the end of the world. I'm creative how can I kind of just sit back and think through fun ways to kind of reinvigorate what I'm doing and to really kind of, I don't know, catalyze a new passion, catalyze a new project. Um, and I think that that without playfulness, you really lose this, this shine and this allure um, that brings people to a passion that you're, or a project that you're passionate about, because the whole point of a project that you're passionate about is to get other people passionate. Um, and, you know, the more playful you are, the more people I really think that you can impact. Um, and I, a lot of times I don't think teens understand that that is a component and that you need to be open to incorporating that in in your creation and while you maintain your project. Beautiful, beautiful. And then the maintaining the project is the last mm-hmm. P, the sixth P, productivity. And really this to me is about something that we've talked about today in this episode, but also in the past. And those are those, those baby steps. Um, Helping one person is enough. Doing one thing a day, little bite-sized pieces add up pretty quickly. And um, I think it's just that, you know, you've just got to get that forward momentum moving in a productive way. Um, So speak to that, if you will. Oh yeah. I, in the very beginning, I remember you said to me, um, 
it's not going to be perfect, Emma. Just launch, just launch the movement. Um, and I'm so glad you said that because um, I would never have done it because if, if I would have waited for everything to be perfectly planned, it nothing was going to be perfectly planned. So it would have never been created. Um, and I think that there have been so many different algorithms that I've, I've used um, and, and tried to help with that. And I think that that's something that a lot of teens as a member of Gen Z and has this generation that has so many cool um, technological kind of um, uh, technologically savvy things that we can use to help us. Um, it would be a shame to let those just go by the wayside. So what I've done is using um, things like Airtable or um, Google Calendar um, or Slack, you know, baking in these helpful technological pieces to allow me to take smaller goals or larger goals, put them on a kind of spreadsheet and then build from there using smaller kind of tasks. That's been incredibly helpful for me. Um, and I think that as a, again, as a generation that is so ingrained in this technological world, let's use it for, for what it really can give us. Um, and I think one of the best things that I've ever gained from technology is productivity and planning. Um, so I highly encourage any kind of teen or educator out there to turn their students to using online applications like that to allow them to see their larger goals, but know that they have to build up to them. It's not going to be an instant kind of task that can be achieved. Right. And it requires action. Like yes. we have to do action. We can plan it and we can. I love the productivity apps. And actually, you just reminded me of things that people from my generation need to mm -hmm. either learn about or remember to use, but it really is about making sure that those action steps are clear and that mm -hmm. you have paved a way to be productive using technology. Exactly. Well, thank you so much for walking through the six P's with me. Um, anyone out there who wants to engage in leadership-based project initiatives, project-based leadership initiatives, um, please reach out to us, leave a comment, subscribe to the channel here, and um, please get engaged in the GCLI community. Emma, thank you. Good luck with college. Thank you so much. Take care. Thank y'all for joining us today, and we'll see you in two weeks' time. Until then, visit us at gcliadership.org and follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. You'll find all of our links at the bottom of our podcast. And until then, lead on. <laughs>